And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. the only place to read your emails and your tweets it's wednesday january 20th a glorious day i'm jay skeets and alongside me mr what you need to know tass mellis hey everybody hey tassie we got the bass master ripping them lips trey kirby hey hey yo the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friends last but not least making the magic happen it's jd hello there he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream teamers joining us live on YouTube for the second time today. We're almost at 27,000 subs, so let's continue to like and to comment and to subscribe and to share the show. We had a great podcast this morning after Tass's fantastic Mr. What You Need to Know. Well, not Mr. What You Need to Know. <laughs> Mr. What You Need to Know was hosting What You Need to Know. But we had a fun podcast, our normal daily show where we went through some of our early season surprises, some disappointments, and best plays. Now, Lee caused quite a controversy <laughs> by saying Compazzo's drop-off between the legs dime from last night was the play of the season, he said. This play, he's like, when do you ever see this? You've never seen this before. Well, as Jared Dryden pointed out on Twitter, and I think he's here in the stream team too, um, Lee, Caruso did this last February, dropping one to LeBron on the break. Right between the wickets and LeBron punched it home. So, it, uh, you know, it's not all that rare, mate. But uh, you're sticking with it, I assume. Is no fuck window. So, uh, <laughs> uh, look, I've got a bit of a bias towards the international players like that. And uh, I just thought that was glorious last night. Like I said on the show, we've been waiting for it. He teased us with a few of these plays in the preseason. And now we're starting to see a few of them. So uh, I'm going to stand by my, uh, my call this morning, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I'll jump in here because I, I didn't know Lee's pick, um, but I was thinking exactly what Javante Music just typed in the stream team. Classic, that'll do from yeah. Lee Ellis. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm getting ready for the show. Whoa, that's a nice pass. That'll do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I actually did have a different play in there, but I can't remember what it was last night. But I did see this one uh, last night uh, and I thought, oh, that one's going in for sure. I look, I was a prisoner of the moment. That always happens to me. I just get carried away with things. And I did last night. He's I great to watch, though. He's ah, like he's five, he looks like he's five foot four out there. Oh but he's yeah, at he's least five eight and a half or something. Oh sure. No, look, it was a nice play. I don't think it was the play of the season, but it's your pick, man. I asked you, and you gave me an answer. And we actually uh, got that little nibble up on our YouTube channel as well. So if you want to jump over there, jump in those comments, watch the clip, and then let us know. Uh, do you agree with Lee? Maybe it's Trey's, Steph Curry's final three of a sixty-two point night. Maybe it's me going with LeBron's no look three in the corner, or he's betting Schroeder on the fly. You tell us. Just let us know in the comments. JD did a fantastic job clipping that one, so it's up. But let's get to the cues. Another great batch of questions, some comments. Uh, let's tackle them, Tess. A simple cue to start us off. Is DeAndre Jordan the best center 
that Kevin Durant has ever played with. That's Sam from Sacramento. Oh, interesting. Trey, what do you think? Oh, I don't think this is such a simple question to answer, Tassie, because on one hand, Jared Allen was the better center on the Nets this very season. So if we're talking right now, the answer is no. If we're talking at their peaks, I think that DeAndre Jordan has a chance. I went and looked at every single big guy that Kevin Durant has played. Do you want to be bored by a who's who's list of men who are very tall? Yeah. Decide give, right now, baby. All give right. me a Sonic. Give me oh, a Sonic or two. Let's start with the Sonics. Kurt Thomas, Robert Swift, Mohamed Sané, Johan Petro, Francisco Elson, a murderer's row yes. of bangers. The Thunder were adding Chris Wilcox, Nick Collison, Joe Smith, Nanad Kristich. Remember when Nanad Kristich was on a Sports Illustrated cover? Crazy I'm, times. I remember wow. when he threw a chair. Oh, yeah. There were some, uh, some Kristich memes back in the day. Good times. Eton Thomas, Kendrick Perkins, Nazi Muhammad, Cole Aldrich, Hashim the Beat, Daniel Orton, don't call me Danielle Orton, as lead in <laughs> Once Upon a Time, Stephen Adams, Ennis Cantor, small ball fives like Byron Mullins, Jeff Green, Serge Ibaka, Mitch McGarry, then he goes to the Warriors, David West, Anderson Verajao, Zaza Pachulia, JaVale McGee, Kevon Looney, Damian Jones, Jordan Bell, DeMarcus Cousins, Andrew Bogut, and a debatable inclusion. I'm including him, small ball five, Draymond Green. That's the mm. best center that mm. Kevin Durant has ever played with. If you're talking about straight up centers, DeAndre Jordan, maybe. DeMarcus wow. Cousins, I guess they were on the same team. They did play together. Did they ever actually cross over in the finals? I don't know about that. DeMarcus Cousins was great at his peak, but there haven't been a lot of great big guys next to Kevin Durant because when you really need a big guy and you have Kevin Durant, that's your big guy. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Where did your mind first go with this question, Lee? Like, I went immediately to Ibaka, you know, like counting him sort of as a center. But a great, great run through of that list there, Trey. Where, where do you think, Lee? Yeah, I, I tried to answer this question by player at the time he played with Kevin Durant. So yeah. I, I think that takes DeAndre Jordan off the table because right now right. he's not very good at all. But he was. He was all NBA first team a few years ago. So, you know, he's he has had, uh, you know, he has had good moments. I would think Stephen Adams is probably in there um, for his Oklahoma City days, even though he was he's been a better player since then. But I was also thinking that Draymond Green would technically fill that void because he was the sort of point center for that team. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing with basketball; it's become positionless. We keep hearing, and I think uh, Draymond uh, really sums that up because he is a, a unique player who can play that center position. So. I would say that I guess Serge Ibaka as well is uh, in those OKC days. He was he was pretty good, but was he even their center then? Was he? No. Well, that's what sort of no. Trey's yeah. point. No, not really. Yeah. No, Kendrick Perkins they started. Kendrick Perkins yeah. all that time. Everyone's like, "Come on, Scotty Brooks! Yeah. Come on, so Kendrick they, again!" Who did they start though before the trade for Perkins? Well, I guess that was uh, Collison, was it? As their center, was he, he was marked as a center, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the Nazi Muhammad when he factored in. Yeah. But he was a center with them as well. Mm. Yeah. See, we're looking we're looking back to an era where there were positions because now it's positionless. But back then, you needed a big boy in there. It's, it wasn't too long ago. You needed Kendrick Perkins to play center until he got played off the floor. And then Serge <laughs> moved to the five for the finals. Um, and and I, I'm surprised he didn't go with Andrew Bogut, Lee. You know, Trayvon well, Green, a guy who says, I learned my defense from that guy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he obviously lost some of that offense when he got touched in the back and fell on his elbow and broke his elbow but he was but he, he only played with player. him like for the that last season right 
Right. Yeah, that, that's the only reason why. I mean, overall, yes, I would probably guess Bogut as the as a true center, but uh, he only played, I guess, I mean, probably wouldn't have played more than 25 games with uh, Kevin Durant in the end, I guess. Yeah, right. A simple question, but a fun question. See, they don't need to be long. You don't got to write novels right. to get on beach stepping. That's, a, that's just a banger of a cue right there. That's a yeah. fun one. Great stuff, Sam. All right, our next one here, question for the beach. What is everyone's favorite basketball song? I would have to say mine is Woomp from Tag Team. Oh, Woomp, there it is. Um, I never really thought of that as a basketball song, but sure. Um, I strangely first heard it in a Mighty Ducks movie as oh, a yeah. kid. Love the show. That's from J-G-E-L-I-E-N-21 by way of YouTube. So getting into the beach step in here, coming through the YouTube comments. So yeah, favorite basketball song. Or, or Trey, do you remember Woomp from the Mighty Ducks uh, you know, series there too? Oh, yeah, D2, it's the street hockey scene. You know, all of uh, the youth of Los Angeles getting together to play street hockey against Team USA's sure. Junior Olympics team. Just a pickup game of street hockey with, yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> Kenny Wu putting on a show out there. Adam Banks, you know he's got the talent. That's where they learn about the knuckle puck. Classic scene. Classic, classic. I'm glad, I'm glad we cleared that up, uh, which one it was in. But Tess, do you have a favorite <laughs> basketball song? Uh, well, first I was confused when he, when he called it Woomp from tag team it's, just, it's 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 like a two-name basketball player it's like john wall you got to say whoop there it is it's yeah. not just whoop uh but anyway uh in that era i'm, I'm with you i'm from uh, those were my formative years and uh little bow wow got me basketball is my favorite sport i love the way they dribble up and down the court i keep it so fresh on the microphone and uh you know it's it's a bit disrespectful to curtis blow the man who made that song happen right. but uh yeah, I'm a little Bow Wow man myself. <laughs> sure, why not? Lee, you got a favorite basketball song? Well, it kind of has to be uh, that, though, doesn't it, really? Because, I mean, is, when he says basketball song, does he mean any sort of reference to basketball? Because I don't think of Woomp as a basketball song I know, at I, all. I, I had never thought I mean, you may as well that. throw in Boom Shake the Room by Will Smith, because he says, like Jordan, give up scoring. I mean, it's the same thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's not a basketball song, but he has a basketball reference. That came out just as Jordan retired, so, you know. That's where I, 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 yeah, basketball song. I mean, there's uh, references. I mean, what's that song about the guy? I'm like Sam Macassell. Remember that one? Uh, uh, nope. You don't know that one? Oh, man. I don't know what you're saying, first off. <laughs> I'm like Sam Macassell. I'm like Sam Icassell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, that's a lyric in a song. I, oh, I, I, can, I can sell. Interesting line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay. My favorite rap or basketball song is ba 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 basketball ba ba ba. That's my part. I say that all the time. Shout out to John Tesh and then SNL take it to the next level. Uh, what do you have, Trey? Well, I think this is called a basketball song when it should be called a jock jam because Woomp There It Is is on the classic ESPN Presents Jock Jams Volume 1, one of the right. first CDs I ever had. These are the songs you hear in pregame warmups, and I went back and looked through the track list, and it is 100% bangers. I was getting to song number, what, number 18, Two Unlimited Twilight Zone, which Ooh. I know as the song that has Mortal Kombat! <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> that song, that song is hilarious, and it's all songs like that. Of the ones that are on there, for me, it's gotta be It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, because there's so many different parts you can do. The I wanna rock right nows, or you could be the woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you hear that you're pumped up hey uh Jock we got a great a great comment here from the stream team from sure. uh Lawrence flament the steph curry song from the finals 
Stephen Curry. Yeah. Stephen Curry. And the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I just find myself saying that a lot too. Anytime the Warriors are playing, that is a that's a basketball song right there. It's pure Curry. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great question. What's your favorite basketball song? Let us know in the stream team. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Tweet us at No Dunks Inc. or Jock Jam. I think that's right, Trey. I think that's maybe the better way to go about it. <laughs> basketball. It's hard so. to answer if you're just thinking of songs strictly about basketball because yeah. uh, I think you guys named all of them. Yeah, I mean, look, I believe I can fly. I mean, R. Kelly is dead to us now, so you can't go with him. But uh, I think of that as a basketball song. But that's only because it's on the Space Jam soundtrack, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. Hit him high. Also, great one oh, from uh, the Space Jam video. soundtrack. There's some. Yeah. I guess there's some good basketball songs in that movie about basketball. Oh yeah, yeah I'm I going straight to the hole. Sure. That definitely yeah. is a basketball song. That's a great song. Okay, next question. I can't believe nobody picked the Basketball Jones by Cheech and Chong. Mm. Oh yeah, well. We yeah. legally can't say that. I, I suppose. <laughs> we <laughs> illegally used it as our theme song for mm-hmm. about 500 episodes. But. Yeah. yeah. And that's why no one hired us, JD. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. We did get hired. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it worked out. Worked out great. Yeah. Thanks, we can't. We, we, we looked into getting it, Thanks, continuing Cheech. to keep the name, the Basketball Jones, but uh, Lou Adler was not having it. <laughs> Lou Adler. <laughs> Damn it, Lou. Lou Just Adler. give it up already. You've Lou. had it for 40 years, man. You ain't sweet, Lou. You're sour, Lou. All right, next one here. Good day, nil dunk boys. I was watching the Nets-Bunks game last night and couldn't help but notice some incredibly loud breathing on the commentary was also treated to some lip smacking and mouth noises. <laughs> this is a strange year, strange email. That plus the lack of crowd noise was like some unwelcome ASMR. I would love to get JD's thoughts. So in terms of a question, <laughs> when have you guys had your viewing experience ruined by something other than the game itself? Peace out, stay sexy. That's from George in London. Lee, an experience that was ruined by something other than the play. So when it comes to watching sport, uh, you know, when the Raptors are in the playoffs, we we used to get together for uh, at least one of the games in the series, and it's fun. You know, there's a lot of people, and you're having fun. If it's the first game of a series especially, it's it's good to be around people because it, if you lose, it's okay. There's another game to play. If it's a game seven, there's a bit more into it, so you want to you wanna win that game. But when I'm really watching a game that I'm really into, I like to be by myself. Mm. I really do, because otherwise, I, I hate when people are asking you questions mid-game. You know, and they're talking to you like, what's happening? Who's winning? What's this? What's that? And I'm like, just let the game play out, okay? I'm, I'm not I'm not great to be around. I'll be, I'll be honest like that. Um, but it hasn't really happened for a while. I've chilled out a little bit these days. But I'm going to go back in time here a little bit to uh, 2002, the US Open semifinals. And it was uh, Leighton Hewitt versus Andre Agassi, right? I was there by myself. And, uh, you were where, where? At the U.S. Open? At the U.S. Open in okay. New York, there in Flushing Meadow. I think it was on, on Centre Court there. Okay. And uh, I had a ticket right up the top. And it was, um, what holiday is in September in the U.S.? Is it Labor uh, Day? Labor Day. Yeah, it must have been Labor Day, right? And I think, I think Andre Agassi was defending champion. Anyway, so I turned up and I was wearing my Allen Iverson, uh, the answer fours, you know, the black ones, right? <laughs> right? Course. It's relevant right. to the story. It's relevant oh, okay. to the story. <laughs> So I turned up, a big American holiday, and it's uh, Hewitt. No, so Hewitt, Leighton Hewitt won the U.S. Open in 2001. I thought he was going to win it again in 2002. He was going to be there for it. Oh, so he was going back to back. He was trying. Yeah, okay. and he was playing Andre Agassi. And I'm like, ah, this is going to be tough. Agassi in front of his home fans. He's going to be tough. Anyway, the start of the match, I was sitting there with someone, and someone pointed out my shoes, and we were talking. And I'm, yeah, Iverson, they're great. They're comfortable. I love playing them, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. 
and then the games, the match started, and uh, and 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 I was I was confident Hewitt was going to win, and I think he he might have won the first set, but then Andre Agassi just got the crowd behind. It was a big USA, USA. Anyway, throughout the whole match, this guy sort of just kept interrupting me to want to talk basketball or like you know where you're from. You're from Australia. What are you doing here? And I was just like, can you shut the f- up and let me watch this game and get angry that my player isn't winning please stop talking to me please stop distracting me and he wouldn't he just kept wanting to talk shoes and basketball and normally quiet please other, quiet please <laughs> any quiet, other please. any other time of the year of the day of the week i'm like let's talk hoops fine it's the off season but this day i was just like come on Leighton. I, I felt like i was the only person in the crowd and uh, supporting Leighton Hewitt, and he eventually lost. It was a great day for the American crowd there because it was Andre, he was old, he was bald Andre, he was great, the crowd, you know, he's really playing up to it. And I just left angry, upset, and mainly angry, not that Hewitt lost, that this guy just kept distracting me from watching the tennis sure. match. And, and you know, he probably, he was going, that guy was nice at the start, but then he was a real dick through it. <laughs> 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 well, it's your fault you wore your Iverson I know, I know, I know. he knew I you were know. a basketball fan <laughs> but I, oh man what a oh, yeah, <laughs> do we have the question photo? from uh, Javante Music do we have the photo is there a photo Lee of you wearing your Iverson 4s at uh, the semifinals of the US Open in what did you say 2002 2002 whatever. well there's probably I've probably got a photo of me at the US Open probably not in those shoes I'll see if I can dig it out I'll, I'll, I'll send dad a message <laughs> All right, you know, joining us live, start rifling through the photo albums. <laughs> Finally, at the U.S. Open, <laughs> you know, we compiled these questions in a document, and and we we ask who wants to answer each each question. And Lee's was the first to jump in there and write that he wanted to answer this question. And I thought for sure it was a that'll do. Oh, you remember when I had a trapped wind and I had a bad experience right, and I had right, to and right. I was hospitalized. But you know what? I'm so wrong. I was he's, so he's wrong. Got, he's got Good a stuff. million sports stories. I mean, you really do. Is this going to be a chapter in your book? I forgot to ask. Uh, yeah, by the way, prob- you... probably uh, probably not a whole chapter for this one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because this is what happened. A mate of mine from Australia. He won a trip to the U.S. Open. Right, flights, okay. hotel, tickets, everything included. How did he win it? He won it on the Australian Open. He picked uh, Thomas oh. Johansson to win the Australian Open. <laughs> Thomas Johansson, like, how's Too he going to win? And enough. he does. He does. He was hitting the ball good that year. <laughs> he was hitting a good ball. <laughs> he was coming off his racket. <laughs> anyway, so he won this trip all the way over to New York. It didn't even go to the tennis once. I know. I know. That's why I was there by myself. I was like, Tomo, how can you've got He tickets. took you on this all No, he didn't no no trip. no he didn't take me. Oh. I was in London. I flew over to meet him. He took his sister. And uh but he didn't end up even going to the tennis. Not even one day. He had like four days worth of tickets to the tennis and okay, didn't that's go once. Weird. Uh, very weird. But why were some... you? Why, hold on, hold on. Were you sitting in his seats? No, 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 no. Because oh, I, I was say, you said you were up in the nosebleed. Yeah, I had yeah. to get there. Yeah. That's one thing I'll say about the U.S. Open. Uh, <laughs> game day match buying of tickets, not very convenient, not very efficient. They could do a much better job of that. Much better. They should talk right. to the ticket consultants at Madison Square exactly. Garden and see if they can get exactly. some of them over there to help out. I think, out. yeah. I mean, the, the lineup to get in was forever. Tickets weren't moving very quickly. And then you're stuck right up the top. You can do a much better job. Because Arthur Ashe Arena, not a great tennis venue. Tennis, you need to be really closed in right. and tight. This too, one just, too, yeah. Yeah, this one just goes Cavernous. way, way, way too far sure. back. But uh, 
How does okay, Scott so, Johansson so, do in that tournament? Uh, uh, yeah. no, I never heard of him again after he won the Australian Open. Well, that's probably yeah. why Tomo didn't want to go. He wasn't in the tournament. <laughs> why? But why wouldn't have you sat in his seats then? If no, he well, wasn't we, going. Yeah, we we. Uh, I must have taken his tickets to one of the other days, but this was like the semi-final, so okay. he probably didn't even have it. He had it for like the the other days leading up to it. But yeah, I was I was like, why are you not even going to the tennis, Tomo? Right. <laughs> But Crazy. then you went and had the worst time of your life. You would have hated it. Go there and rage cheer like I was. Like, just right. like, come on, Leighton. <laughs> and you know Leighton Hewitt, how he is as well. Like, he loves to get the crowd oh, into it as well. That so. guy? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That guy lives off the emotion of a crowd. He and does. Draw- yeah, he, he does. does. I don't even <laughs> remember Leighton Hewitt. And I gave a crap about tennis 18 years ago. Leighton Hewitt won the US remember. Open in, uh, he beat Pete Sampras in the 2001. Final. Yeah, and he won Petey Wimbledon in 2002. Yeah, he was on fire, Leighton. He was wow. uh, he was a favourite going in there to uh, 2002's US. Oh, maybe D- did he wear all white? Uh, well, at Wimbledon, yes. Uh, yeah, they kind of have to remember. Yeah. That's why Agassi didn't even play there for a few years because uh, uh, right. he refused to wear white. And it's like, well, okay, you're not playing. And then he was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, I want to play actually. And he came back and he won. He won in the he won the 1992 and then the. Uh, when else did he win? 2000 is, or something? Uh, is Hewitt still married to Jennifer Love? <laughs> <laughs> she was a big tennis fan, having Love in her name. That's what I heard. No, he's okay. married to another Australian is he? celebrity. Yeah. Okay, great. Wow, that was a good <laughs> at least 10 minutes of US Open slash tennis talk. That's a good story, though. I liked it. Uh, I hadn't heard that one. And you have a million more, which is incredible. I hope we can get the photo from Dave. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see what I can do. That, oh, yeah. he comes through. Okay. Does anyone else want to answer this? I mean, nope. Tess, I, I'm good. Trey, you got anything for this? Literally the only thing I was going to bring up, I don't even think it's ruining basketball, but the league pass polls are hilarious. <laughs> Best one I've seen came from Dr. Gorilla Farts, who uh, put one up that just the question asked was are you surprised by how this game is shaped up <laughs> yes or no i saw this coming <laughs> it's amazing i've been it is amazing. i've been tweeting a lot of them out too they're so random some of them uh yeah they're very weird I yeah and it preps you for it though they're like you want to play trivia answer yeah. some questions i'm always hitting yes oh trivia is what it's gonna be you never know i the only thing i wish with trivia is like it it scores you after each question right it's like you're at the uh, movie theater where you're doing those little trivia games mm-hmm. right but I, th- I then wish it like gave you a little like rundown of where you fell right like were you top five or you top 10 or something like that it's just like you take the five questions and then it's like click here and it just takes you to like a website with yeah. nothing about the actual trivia so that, that part they should work on but yeah those are funny little polls looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Okay, well, let's keep it going here. Next question. Hey, guys, Trey here from Peora, Illinois. Oh, so another Trey from Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I know Tass isn't leaving the show just because he's doing what you need to know, but the shakeup has caused me to at least start to think about how sad I would be if Tass or any of you left the show. I listen to you guys every day and have for a long time. I love you all as a team. And life is full of change, but I wish, selfishly, you guys were immune to that somehow. I'm even still sad Matty O isn't there, but I am healing. My question is, has there ever been an NBA team who lost a player or coach by way of trade or free agency or otherwise went through some sort of shakeup that made you sad just because you liked the vibe of their personnel, the, way, the personnel the way it was? Spurs won, Withers flies, Tropics. That is from the other Trey. By way of Peora, Illinois. A good question. What do you got, our Trey? Our Trey from Plano. Trey from Plano. <laughs> Trey from Peoria. Been there. Shout out to the IHSA basketball tournament. A bad vibes trade, I would call this. The team, they actually got better, but let's take it back to 2001 when the Sacramento Kings trade Jason Williams for Mike Bibby. Mm. Ooh, it worked out. It honestly worked out great for the Kings. They went from 55 wins in 2001 swept by the Lakers in round two, to 61 wins in 2002. A controversial Game 7 loss to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. The Kings were the best team in the league that year. Bibby was awesome in the playoffs. He was only at 20 points per game, five assists, but that was a lot back then. Shot 42% from three, took every big shot against the Lakers. He had a Game 5 game winner. It worked, but the Kings weren't as cool. They were still maybe the coolest team in the league because they were trying to take down the Lakers and they Mm -hmm. passed the ball all over the place. But it wasn't Jason Williams and Chris Webber cool. It was Chris Webber is cool. He's getting on the cover of Slam Magazine, whereas before it was the two of them. So yeah, it also, it kind of took the vibes down from Jason Williams. Like once he went to Memphis, he became a steadier point guard, less of a highlight machine. I mean, still a highlight machine, but at least he was making the smart plays there with Hubie Brown. But it kind of killed the vibes I thought of the Kings and of the Grizzlies because I wanted to see just 100% highlights from Jay Will and Chris Webber forever and ever and ever. Oh, really good pick. You got one, Lee? Well, uh, I was. it was great for Toronto when um, Kim Olajuwon came, but I was sad when he left the Houston Rockets because he was just like a lifer. And he'd won his championships. He's won the MVP. His place in the Hall of Fame was there. And it was like, it was great, but it was like, uh, I wish he was just a one-team guy. Yeah. You know, I just wish he'd stayed there because we knew that the Akeem that, that was going to Toronto was not the Akeem Olajuwon from the Rockets. It was more just, he had he kind of had a dispute there uh, I think just with the ownership with Leslie Alexander. And he was like, all right, I'm going if you don't pay me more money. And they sort of called his bluff and he went to uh, uh, Toronto and played one bad season and that to pay him out the th- for the three-year contract that he signed there. So that was bad. But it also prompted a little bit of quick trivia here if you guys are interested. Okay. Okay. I clicked yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I put together a, a team of made up of five players who spent their entire career with one team except for one season. Wow. Okay. So, like, it's not Patrick Ewing because he played on a couple teams, like exactly, the Sonics and the exactly. Magic. Exactly. So, I'll give you. So, Akeem Olajuwon is the center. I'll give okay. you the. Uh, now, it's. Yeah, you're going to. One position's a bit of a. Anyway. Anyway, this guy, um, he played his entire career with one team, but one season he spent with another team before returning to that mm. current team. If you remember him, he was an all star. I think a couple of time all star. Well, uh, can I jump in with one answer that I think? Though, did he play two seasons? Tony Parker? Tony Parker is one answer, okay, yes, okay. he only played one one season with the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, there. great. Okay, sorry. So, now back uh, to yours. Mm. Yeah, there's a connection to uh, Tony Parker with this other guy too. He he had a very uh, there was a famous a famous moment. He he left his team 
joined another team, and then returned to his team the following season. Had a very, very big moment that he's known for in his career. Won a couple, won one champion. Billups. No, not Billups. No, not Chauncey no. Billups. No, no. He played on multiple teams. This guy. Um, yeah, give us more. Give us more. Yeah, okay, on. okay. He's got a very, very famous shot on a uh, on a public holiday in America. <laughs> Sean Elliott? Sean, Sean okay. Elliott, yes. Nice yeah, one. He went, wow. He went to the hint. Spurs and then midway during his career went to Detroit. Nearly got traded that season from Detroit to Houston, but then at the end of the season yeah, he went yeah. back to uh, San Antonio. So you got Parker, Akeem Olajuwon, and uh, Sean Elliott. Another one, this guy was most famous. Uh, he is. Uh, he holds a lot of records, but he could never get it done in the finals. And uh, he went. He joined a, an arch enemy for his last season. Oh, Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Yes, yes, very good. Now this last one, this is uh, this one's a bit of a fudge because he uh, he he didn't change franchises, but he did change teams. Oh. And he- Nick Collison. <laughs> Nick Collison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, oh but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, I've got that wrong. I knew I had that one wrong. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he played with OKC for a long time. Yeah, no, but it, how many scenes did he have in Seattle in the end there? Well, oh, he played. He played. Yeah, he played the first four. Of course, of course, of course. I put him down because it was like that was the fudge one. But uh, anyway, you fudged yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's not a Leo's <laughs> trivia question unless there's a completely wrong uh, question and answer in it. So there's a few more. There must be a few more out there anyway. So oh, okay, that's great. Uh, yeah, I'll just jump in here with a, a quick story because uh, it was a couple years ago. Skeets and I, we had a chance to go to uh, Tennessee, the Jack Daniels Brewery, where, mm-hmm. where they make Jack Daniels Tennessee. And we got to talk to uh, Muggsy Bogues for a little bit, who spent some time after the Charlotte Hornets with the Toronto Raptors. Did he spend just one year with the Toronto Raptors? Lee? No, he played in Golden State as well. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's always fun to talk with players uh, after their career and we look at things differently than they do. The, the, quite often we'll talk to a player and they'll say, you know what, I I regret one particular year. And, and I would think like, why would you regret that year? But <laughs> Muggsy Bogues regretted in 2000. He was with Tracy and he was with Vince and he thought he could have been, you know, a bit of a vet for them. And then they ended up trading him in 2001. He thought he could have been Vince's man. He thought he could have been uh, the, the point guard to take them to another level. And uh, yeah, the vibe after Tracy left and then Muggsy left and then everything fell apart. Now I'm going straight Raptors, of course. Uh, and we got a great series even after that with Vince and Allen Iverson's shoes. That's for sure. That was a good time. But um, yeah, yeah, it all fell apart. And, and Muggsy, I, I, obviously, you know, a fan favorite, but uh, he obviously was great in the locker room too. And they tried to fill it with other guys like Oak and Jerome Williams and Antonio Davis, uh, but just never panned out. Either way, the Jack Daniels was good, and we had a good night. <laughs> it was great. That was a yeah. fun trip. I'd do that anytime you want again. <laughs> My goodness. Robert Horry was there, too. He was great, mm-hmm. too. He was sharing some stories. Uh, take us back to the Jack Distillery. My good. Uh, what's our next question? Taz, you got this one. Yeah, I called it a brewery. It's definitely a distillery. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway, uh, next one. It's crazy that PG, Paul George, isn't a PG, and that SGA isn't an SG. Anywho, hit me with some of your best shower thoughts, NBA-related or otherwise. That's from Rob and Ozzy Locked Down in London. A couple emails here from London. Skeets. Well, a shower thought, like a weird yeah. thing that I just thought of. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'll, I'll take it away from basketball. We talk enough basketball throughout the week. Uh, this one is actually, I got to give credit to Nora as well, because we were hashing this one out together. But as, of course, you guys know, and most of the listeners know, everybody joining us on the stream team, last couple of months, we got a dog. So I've turned into a dog guy, walking Luna all around the neighborhood. And what I've noticed is, what I think we need to get for dog owners is some sort of like dog business card. Because you come across a lot of other dogs, like in your neighborhood, and the dogs want to play, and then you're talking, you're making your small talk with their owner, but you know, the dogs are getting along, and you're like, well, you know, do you have a fenced-in backyard? Oh, what day could you play? Oh, we set up a little doggy play date and all this. Like, we should just have something, I mean, it really should be an app, but even a business card for a dog. Like, just hand it over. Like, here's all my info. Luna likes sticks. We got a fenced-in backyard and front yard. Um, you know, Wednesdays work good for us. Like, whatever. And have all that info right there. I think it'd be very convenient. So, Trey, maybe this exists. I mean, you've had a dog for a long time. There's, there's something there, I'm telling you. Because we, like, I don't know, man. Our little puppies, uh, the, the talk of the town over here on this side. <laughs> Everybody wants to play date with Luna. So we I mean, need something. I'm a little with Alejandro here on the stream team who says, isn't that a dog collar? Because it does include well, a lot of information there on the little tag well, that you're going to put on. The name, the address. Yeah. But like you're saying, if you're including preferences... It's clearly going to have to be a business card. You're going to have to get your dog some pockets and some fingers to be able to reach in and hand sure. over the business card. Here's what I'm into. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, you never know how another dog is going to want to play or if they're going to want to be approached by another dog. So I guess uh, I guess the butt sniffing isn't good enough. Let's get some business cards. Well, yeah. And also like, OK, so Luna meets this other dog, Charlotte, on the street. And then Charlotte's owner is like, oh, hey, you guys want to set up a play date? And what am I supposed to say? Yeah, just check all the deets on my dog's collar. <laughs> like, I'd rather just give her something or, or, you know, an app or something. But uh, I like that idea, too. I'm going to try that next time because we do have all that info on Luna's collar. So I'll just I'll just hold her up <laughs> her face really close to this random person. Yeah, get it engraved on the back. Like, just add all the information because, you know, you it usually doesn't take up all the space if you're just putting your the name and the phone number or something like that. Yeah. Get those preferences in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and especially like having the fenced in yard is a big one, you know, because you, you're talking to the other person. Oh, what's your situation? Well, yeah, we got a fenced in. Like I said, I got a fenced in front yard, you know. No wonder everybody wants to come over here. We got the rare fenced in front yard. It's very strange. Don't get me wrong. I find it very weird. I've never seen a fenced in yard in all my years living in Canada. And it's like, like sort. it's not really a thing down here, but we have it. Our previous owners of this house had it. But it's great when you got a dog. Are you more of a front yard or a backyard kind of guy? Uh, you know, during the winter months, front yard, because it's getting more sun. Mm, sure. So it's a little, yeah, it's a... Uh, and I want to, like, put, like, um, some lattice or whatever un in the backyard <laughs> under my porch, because it can get really muddy, and I don't want her going in there and then making a mm -hmm. mess. Otherwise, I'd mm -hmm. let them run around like crazy out there. But, yeah, more of a front yard guy right now. So, do you ever, uh, when you are the, meet other dog owners, do you ever hit them with the uh, snatch line from Brad Pitt? Hey, like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, but I'm going to now. No, yeah, I hadn't guess. thought about that. I hadn't thought about uh, that. Yeah, so that's my shower thought. There should be well, business cards for dogs. What would you what would you put on Luna's business card? Great hang. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, like what sex is the dog? Yeah, that can be important. Uh you know, how old is the dog? Uh and again, like yard, days that work well. Humper, humpy. Yeah, right. Uh spade yeah, or neuter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Aggressive type of player. 
a vocal type of player. You're like, I'm learning all this stuff. This is all new to me. I've never had a dog in my What life happened to a, a, some good old conversation skeets? Yeah, but just Tash, you get tired of having the same conversation. I've only had a dog for like three months and I'm already tired of it. Oh, you go to a dog park. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> That's oh, what dog parks dog are for. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. She's 50% Australian. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Over and over and over again. But I love it. You gotta make it. You gotta at least make one business card for Luna. Oh, I gotta <laughs> at try least it. one. I think people are gonna be like that. You know what? I think as soon as I hand that over, someone's gonna be like, "That's a great idea." Oh, yeah, that's a like, smart idea. I'm right getting there. these made too. Get yeah. on Shark Tank. That could be you're in there. What about Dog Tank? <laughs> Is there a dog tank in some of these other countries? Uh, her, her, her business cards. Yeah. Her business cards a half moon or you know some. Oh, some for little, full yeah. Moon. yeah, yeah. Tasks. You want to help me with this? We can do that. Sure. <laughs> All right. I actually have a uh, a press machine here in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. Offline. Yeah, cool. I'll circle back with you. Uh, anybody else have a weird shower thought, NBA related or not? Trey, you got anything? It's a NBA adjacent. I think that everybody has a draft board of their coffee mugs. You probably have 20 to 25 coffee mugs in your house. Maybe that's just me. We have an insane amount of coffee mugs. I think every single one of them is white somehow. But I have a top five that I'm going for every single time. Number one, the Graydon Terran Camp mug, which some of you guys have. Very hefty. I love it. Then I got a Pisces mug I like. Then I got two dog ones that I could go either three or four. And then the free spot. Right now it's between Good Morning Sweet World, a picture of some of our friends, and a stadium goods mug. But I do feel like when you open the door, if you see that number one pick right there, you know it's going to be a good day. You know you're getting things started <laughs> off right when your preferred mug is right there. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I definitely don't have 20, 25, but I made sure we got rid of some because it's like, it's ridiculous. Like They multiply so We're not fun. having yeah. that many people over and all having coffee at the same time. <laughs> we don't need this. So, oh, man. But we still right. got the set from when we got married. We got like, I don't know, 12 coffee mugs. And every time we're going through, I'm like, we got to get rid of these. We got to get rid we of these. It. And Laura's like, what if we have people over for a no. coffee brunch? <laughs> I mean, we might, we might, this might be the year. Got to hang on to them. No, you don't. You don't need that many. And they take up, they, oddly, coffee mugs can take up a lot of room because they're not all the same. Mm-hmm. So the stacking abilities can be weird at times, I find. Um, but I'm with you. I definitely have like an order of like, oh, favorite mug, second favorite mug, third favorite mug. And uh, yeah, your day hinges on it, on opening that cupboard up and seeing what's in there <laughs> and what's in the dishwasher. I love it. Uh, yeah. What do you got? We, we, well, we've been purging our... Um, our bland coffee mugs because pretty much for every Mother's Day and my wife's birthday, I go to Sh- uh, Shutterfly and buy the mug with the kid photos of our yep. kids on them. So now we've got like, you know, probably sort of 10 of those mugs. Wow. And uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, I buy, every year it's the same with me. I'm like, what am I going to buy my wife? You know, like jewelry? No, not really. Clothes? No. All right. We've got all these photos on our phone that you never really uh, publish. So I was like, I'll put them on the mugs. So it's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so now we've got a, we've got quite a collection. Although last year I bought this one that it's a black mug, mm-hmm. but once you put the hot water into it, then it reveals the picture. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah. color magic. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. But uh, you know, once you see the picture, but the picture only is there while you've got the hot liquid in the mug. So <laughs> once you empty it, it's gone. It's like uh, you think it's going to be more fun than it is because you want to see the photos, and it's not there after most most of the time. It's not there, you know. <laughs> 
Yes, well, can you put that in the dishwasher too? Is that dishwasher? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It all goes in the dishwasher. Actually, that's one thing. They're pretty resilient. They all go in the dishwasher, and hardly any of them have faded at all. Maybe one from the from a while ago. I remember one time it was Mother's Day, and I was running late for the present, and I had to spend like the extra money on the uh, hyper speed uh, 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 delivery. Yeah, I ended up spending like sixty two dollars on one. <laughs> Come on, I was <laughs> thinking to myself like, oh my. God, that's a, that's a complete waste of sixty-two dollars there for a mug that's probably five dollars to make. But uh, you know, I got it in on time, so it was worth it. But great. how much do you think a mug should be? Mm. What's ours on the website? Eighteen. That's why I asked. <laughs> I uh, think it's a little high. Exactly eighteen dollars. How much is the shipping? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, if I'm being honest, yeah, fifteen dollars to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so exactly what I was saying. That's fine. I don't care. No, that's 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 cool. It's a nice mug. It's a good it's morning. A great mug. It, it looks good. We saw a couple people were. Uh, anytime you take a photo of that mug, you tag us on Instagram at No Dunk Sink. It's getting a, a what do you call it? A, a re reshare. Yeah, we'll re- do something yeah, yeah. with it. Reshare, repost. Yeah. What do you call that on IG? I guess repost. Yeah. Um, do you have a shower thought, Tass? I think you're the. Uh, Yeah, I've been having the same shower thought for 20 years, actually. Um, In uh, 2001, I joined my friends JD and Matty Austin at Ryerson University and Skeets as well. But JD and Matt were in my class. And uh, one of our first exams was an audio exam. You had to come up with an advertisement. And my audio advertisement was for a doggy saddle that collected a dog's poop. And, And it still hasn't been perfected. And so, I mean, that is that is a dog tank idea. That is a kajillion dollar idea. That people, humans, bend over and pick up their dog's poop every single time. Well, there has to be a way to have a doggy diaper back there that that doesn't smear, that just catches it. <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, either it's disposable or if if you really love the earth, you throw it with your linens and you wash that poop off. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'm almost there. It's been 20 years. It's probably, let me calculate. It's about 8,000 showers. Uh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. You've got a lot of dog products to suddenly work on. Doggy business cards, Mm -hmm. doggy poop saddles. All right. That's a million dollar idea. You can figure it out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Get that on Dog Tank for sure. Ron Blaze in the, the team stream comments, only horses have those tasks. Well, yeah, it doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying, Ron Blaze. Exactly. Want- they exist for horses. Just make it smaller. Yeah, I know. It's oh. just tough. It's tough. <laughs> I can't think of Shark Tank, though. Just think of Shark That's Tank, Tassie, because you think if you can perfect this product with all the different variety of sizes of dogs, mm. you're, a, you're a billionaire. Well, billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. That's an issue for sure. Mm. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Next question here. <laughs> uh, unless, JD, you have a shower thought you'd like to share. I'm sorry. I should have. Do you have a dog idea you'd like to share? Uh, This is, I think, a historic moment because it's the first time in 15 years I wish you would just go back to talking about basketball. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. We broke them. Big NBA fan over here now, suddenly. eh? (laughs) Like us talking dog shit? A lot lot of dog talk. A lot of dog. Uh, You know, I have a dog, and I just, I hate having a dog. I... And it's just all the dog park stuff. It just makes my blood boil. That's the worst part about having a dog. And uh, yeah, picking up the shit is a a big problem, man. Like my dog, 
I'm sure your dogs are all the same. They look for the perfect spot and it takes forever and ever. Mm. And I just look at them and go, I'm just going to pick it up, dummy. It doesn't matter where you go. I'm going to pick it up and throw it in the trash like I do every single time. <laughs> do you ever try, be honest with me, have you ever tried to, sort of what Tass is saying, I guess in a way, but I like slide the bag under? You know, you see them. Like get, try to catch it as it's coming out. And just risk it. Yeah. Just give it a go. I mean, no, I haven't. But it has crossed my mind. I always think it's, about it's it. crossed my mind. <laughs> I, I, I am stunned at the amount of time in my life. I had two boxers and then I have this this guy, Cosmo, who is great. He's a great dog. But uh, <laughs> great dog. The, the amount of time I've spent in my life watching a dog's ass pucker up, wait it like knowing it's coming, you know, like... Doing the old, yeah. here it comes. <laughs> it just makes me sad. It's just I I hate that. But uh, I'm so intimately uh, familiar with my dog's asshole. Like just I just know it inside and out. Here it comes. <laughs> and you just watch it. You watch it like a dummy. You just go. Mm-hmm. Well, no wonder he's like looking around everywhere. He can stop looking at his asshole and give him some <laughs> yeah, privacy. It's true. It's true. It's true. All right. Our next question. Hey, no dunks. Hope y'all are going great. Yeah, we are now for sure. Uh, I am so excited for a reunion show with Matty O. Wait, what? Didn't know we had booked that. Yes. Hopefully we get an extended complainted area. Well, I'm sure we will once we get Matty O on here. But the question is, what's a reunion show you can't wait for? You're the best. Keep it up. Henry S. I'll quickly go first. It's an obvious answer, but a reunion show I can't wait for is Survivor because that means that there would have been a Survivor season to have a reunion show. They're obviously on hiatus right now with the pandemic. I don't know when we're getting season 41. Eventually we will, but uh, yeah, that's my answer, Trey, I'm sure, and you and JD agree. Maybe even the other guys as we sort of converted you sort of into Survivor fans. You can't have a Survivor reunion show without a Survivor season. So that's what I'm waiting for. Is there any news about going back and anything? I, I haven't heard anything. Honestly, don't think so. No, yeah, nothing that I know of. So they haven't, definitely haven't started filming a season. So it's going to be a while. It's kind of weird because it's the ultimate bubble. It's on an island, yeah. you know. Yeah. I know there's 500 people involved in yeah. putting it on, but uh, it can be done. It could be done. You're yeah. right, you're right. And I'm sure they're figuring out a way to do it. They just had a Big Brother season. Not too yeah. long ago. I it's think, a, it's like, a way smaller yeah. crew, though, right? Like, have, most oh, of the cameras yeah. are automa- automated or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you don't want to, like, obviously take the coronavirus to another country either. Right. And, you know, spread it there if it's contained there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my answer. What do you guys got? Tass, you got an answer for this? Well, uh, in a similar vein, our show covering Survivor would be a great reunion show. I can't <laughs> wait till we do it again. <laughs> no I, buffs. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm in. I'm in for sure. I'm. I'm not one of these buff heads that's going to go back and watch the first forty seasons. No, sir. Right. Uh, we get emails quite often, people during uh, this pandemic, and they were asking, "What season should I go back and watch? What's your opinion, guys?" I mean, just pick one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all bangers for sure. You guys that's want me to forward true. you they're those emails? No, no, they're not all bangers. No, no. There are some no that are way. better than others. We won't you know bore you right now but i will have a question if we're starting up no buffs right here right now there's rumors if you remember jeff probst was saying hey 16 year olds get your uh you know your, get your tapes in audition for the show mm. Mm. jd what do you think about this idea going younger with the 
with the cast. 16, apparently. Yeah. Uh, uh. I mean, I like it because I could send one of my kids. But then again, because <laughs> only because I want to be the loved one visit, right? Like I want to oh, be, yeah, right, right. I want to be a fat dad on the beach, you know, like all pasty and white, and come out and, oh god, <laughs> I missed you hug. so much. Yeah, but uh, uh, I don't love. It the seems idea, yeah, though. it's a little young. Uh, it's a little young, yeah. and it's a very intense game. I, like it can, it affects people for life. Yeah, the, like it psychologically can damage them. Yeah. I mean, if you're 16 years old and you're the first voted out, I mean that's, that's hard to bounce back from. Sure, I think. Yeah, I don't love the idea, too, because you're right. Like, not only is the game itself, like, a psychological toll, but then it airing on television and people, like, you know, being brutal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just being horrible. Uh, it can't be... I can't. It's not good for anybody, let alone a 16-year-old yeah. trying to find their way in the world. So, yeah. But that's what Probst says is going to, going to happen here. We'll see. Um, other reunion shows. Lily, what do you have for a reunion show? Well, uh, I remembered when this question came out that uh, Friends was making a reunion show. You know, the classic 90s comedy. Uh, so I looked into it, but it's not actually a reunion show per se. It's not a new episode. Apparently, it's more just like they're getting together like you would have after Survivor and they're talking about the show, apparently. So yeah. I think it's been sold, though. It's like, hey, friends are having a reunion show. And people are like, oh, okay, we're going to see Rachel and Ross and everyone back together, but they won't be in character. They'll just be themselves <laughs> talking about their... I would say their that's friends. a reunion show, though. Yeah, I think... But though, you just thought it was going to be like another episode. Well, it's like the Seinfeld reunion that wasn't on Curb Your Enthusiasm, remember? That, right. to me, is a reunion show when they go back into character and have another yeah. show, like 12 years or whatever afterwards. And I thought that's how Friends was sort of selling it. But apparently that's not the case, but it's still a reunion. It's not a reunion show that I would <laughs> classify it as. Okay. Will you watch it, though? Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't... Funny thing about Friends, um, I've seen a few episodes and, I, you know, lately... <laughs> And uh, I don't think it's aged all that well. There's a couple of a couple of storylines in there that you're like, uh, yeah, no, that's not quite as funny as it used to be, you know? Different time. It it was never good, Lee. It was never nah, good. It was it's a it, terrible it, show. I don't know about never good. I you you watch Friends, and, and they were, Friends was on, and then Seinfeld was on every Thursday night. Seinfeld, it holds up. Yeah. It's as good as it ever was. Friends is garbage. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it was garbage at the time. It was. <laughs> it was. It's no, garbage no. now, and it was garbage then. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you that. <laughs> I, yeah, see, like I say, I, looking at it now, I'm like, it's not as enjoyable as it was. But at the time, it was kind of, you know, it was fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll see what they're up to. <laughs> <laughs> You have to think eventually they're going to do a full-on remake of Probably. it, right? Call it Still Friends or something like that. Because, yeah. I mean, who's balling from this? Jennifer Aniston is balling. Yeah. And, you know, they've yeah. had some success yeah. outside of... Uh, Courtney Cox has obviously had some success. They've had yeah. their projects here and there. They're still eating off Friends, no doubt Probably. about it. But they remake everything. Why wouldn't yeah. they remake Friends yeah. at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, that was part of it, though. I think they were like, we want to get back together, but we're not doing... a doing one as characters. So maybe, maybe though, if the response to this is good, they'll do it. But I'm not sure because Seinfeld also, he he was adamant, I'm not doing a reunion show, but he slipped it into that Curb episode. So I wonder if, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, Jennifer Aniston is definitely, she's gone on to greater things and uh, a couple of the other ones have sort of yeah, lagged so behind a little Kudrow's bit. Kudrow's <laughs> doing well, isn't she? Who? Kudrow? Lisa, Lisa Kudrow, yeah. 
What does she do? She was in the comeback. She was in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she's she's always stuff. in stuff and she's always great. So who's doing the worst of the friends? Uh, well, David Schwimmer, I will say, uh, what was that movie? I saw him in The Iceman. I think he was in The Iceman. And he was in the Kardashian. Uh, he was Robert Kardashian in the uh, OJ oh, thing. Oh, yeah, OJ. Yeah, he was. That guy is Ross Geller, no matter what he does. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot. He cannot break that character he's Ross Geller if you've seen Iceman the movie about the serial killer he comes he's got a ponytail and stuff I mean I've got a ponytail so that's alright <laughs> but he Ross comes Geller. in and it's just like Ross what are you doing man how did you get cast into this man you're supposed to be like I think he's a criminal in that as well it's like, what is it Ice I've never heard of this I have Iceman. no idea it's, it's about, it's about uh, your, your wife Nora's watched it Skeetsy Iceman I'm sure she Iceman, it, you said yeah. it's about murder I'm sure she has it's yeah. about this serial killer who, uh, who killed he reckoned he killed like up to 200 people in the uh, 70s and 80s. By playing uh, ice chest. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I think Ray Liotta's in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. It's, good. It's, it's, it's an incredible real FBI documentary on him, actually. Check it out. Like, it's pretty scary, but it's pretty incredible, too. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so what's the answer to my question? Who's doing worse, Joey or... Uh, oh, Joey's doing great. He had that. Uh, he had another What's sitcom. Yeah, but wasn't oh, yeah, he an old right. man in that? Um, yeah, he was playing himself as yeah. his age, <laughs> exactly. which is old. <laughs> he's doing what you're telling Ross Geller to do. Just be Joey. And he's like, okay, I'll keep being Joey. And it's working. Uh, out. Joey, that Joey that came right after Friends. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey's it was Joey, right? Yeah. yeah, that didn't last too long. But uh, uh, I got reeled into watching episodes. Have yeah, you guys ever one. watch? Uh, I was, what do you mean? That's uh, Matt LeBlanc. That's the Matt right? LeBlanc. That's, thing, that's yeah. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. wow, he's got his own show too. Oh yeah. yeah. But hold on, is he Matt? Le, is he? Uh, he's Matt LeBlanc. if he's, he's not Matt Le, LeBlanc, he's playing a character like himself. Like it's yeah. it's like almost. I don't think it's autobiographical, but it's it's the same thing, like oh. a, a like a washed up sitcom star. Oh, okay, okay, whatever. okay. But he's yeah. not Chandler. Wait a minute, that Chandler is the Chandler, other dude. Man, he was Joey. He's Joey. Oh, Matt Lewis. Oh my God, Harry who's Chandler's Matts? Matthew's he's playing Matt oh, Lewis. That's yes. the other Matts. Yeah, they should start. They should create a show called My Two Matts. Yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we'll get Matty O in it. Yeah, three Matts. My three Matts. Yeah, I'd watch the hell out of that show. Oh my god, Matt Austin living with the two guys from Friends. Now that's good. That's that a good would idea be funny. For a show. <laughs> that's a great idea. Oh. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers. I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. 
Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. Next email. Hey, gents. Fan since the way, way back. Shout out to Like a Bosch, which may be the original quote-unquote classic. It's true. I'm a Nets fan from New Zealand, and when I was listening to Lee and Trey discuss who they prefer between Beal and Harden, I was all in on the Beal side. Figured his off-ball game would mesh oh so perfectly. However, as soon as the Harden trade was announced, I started strutting around my home yelling, Yeah, we did it! And immediately decided that of course Harden is the better option. What is something that you were once all in on, but now think very differently about? Turn up. That's from Taka in Wellington, New Zealand. Trey. Well, Skeets, right before the new year, I think you were talking about how you've tried your best but you don't like olives. And I was That's 100% right. with you. I was like, man, olives, I don't like olives either. I've never liked olives. <laughs> Me, liking olives? Ridiculous. And I started thinking about it. Hey, man, you like olive tapenade on a muffaletta. <laughs> you enjoyed some Kalamata olives at a pizza-making seminar. You eat olive oil every day. I can't believe it. I surprised myself, too. I like olives now. How did this happen? You never know when it's going to sneak up on you. To me, Skeets, you got to do two in a row. Because the first one is like when you go from, you know, you're in the dark, you go to the light, your eyes are just completely mm-hmm. taken aback. Mm-hmm. You got to hit that second one. The second one is so nice. The second one, after your senses are ready for it, you get that first salt bomb, then the second one kicks in with the sweetness. It's good stuff, Skeets. Can't believe it. Oh, so you're saying I'll you only have to have two. I thought the uh, thing was seven you were supposed to have, and then you were converted. Well, see, but... I don't know about that. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was a lifetime seven olives. which seems ridiculous to me you wouldn't probably remember what the first one was like if you're only having seven over the course of 35 years uh so maybe seven in a row makes more sense but i only think it's two uh the first one the first one's gonna take it you're taken aback by the first one no doubt about it it's hitting hard yeah and then the second one comes in so well maybe i'll give it another go here i'll record it if i do it for sure there we go and you're right you know there are other olive products that i obviously like i guess i'm just not a fan of raw uncooked olives (laughs) 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 guilty as charged um okay so you've changed your tune you're all in on the olives this guy i'm an olives man i know task i'd be happy to hear that Um, i am absolutely delighted yeah. yeah i'm like uh call emotion here in the team stream great comment it simply says I love olives. 
And I'm with you, Call Emotion. Thank you so much for chiming into the team. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, do you have an answer for this one, Lily? Well, the Apple Watch. I, I, I was right into that, and I got one, wore it around for a while, and then I just didn't like it at all. Why? I just felt because you, I, I, I like going for a walk or a run without any phone or any sort of communication just to have that like freedom and, and, and just to really step away from, uh, you know, being connected. Mm-hmm. And I just found that the Apple Watch, like, because I thought it'd be good for, you know, your heart rate and all that stuff when you are working out. But then it's just like, it's just, an, it's it's like a little phone, you know, it's like a little phone every time you got it out there. So I used to take it off when I, I, st- I t- took it off and I was like, right, I'm going to try without it. And then I just realized, like, I don't want this thing. It feels like a chain around me, you know, mm. so uh, got rid of it, got rid of it. It didn't last long, you know, and they're not cheap either, they're like four or 500 bucks. So it was one of those things I was like, yeah. That's the lesson, you know. Sometimes you uh, you pay that money and you think I'm going to enjoy this, and then you're just like, no, nah, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I do have another watch normally now. I'm not wearing it right now, but uh, <laughs> but a normal I, watch. Yeah, a watch that just tells the time, and that's it. You know, I sometimes would like to have just yeah. a phone that you can only make calls on and text on as well. So that that would be great because whenever you got your phone, that is just... available. That you can get. Uh, is that. it? Yeah. Where? How do you get that? You go to Verizon or wherever, and you ask for a phone, a flip phone, man. They really still sell them. Of course. Yeah, oh, I for didn't grandparents. Think they're for like sixty plus. Yeah. They are. I, mean, I didn't think just... that. I didn't think you could even get those anymore. I thought it's just like you know the smartphones, no matter what. So maybe I will buy one. I don't know. Yeah. Do it. But you like taking photos on your phone. How well, would you see, take a photo of you problem. at the US yeah, Open? That, that is the problem, though, you know. Especially when I'm out with my boys, I like to have my phone yeah. because you always want to capture those moments. And it's, But it's like, uh, you take the camera out. Okay, kids, do something funny, you know. Uh, and then you're just like... You start scrolling and scrolling. Uh, and that like, one? Oh. Can't put that on a mug. Yeah. yeah. Can't put that one on a calendar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was blurry. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I, 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 uh, that's what I, Maybe I just need to go back to the old camera, you know. Just take a camera every time I go out and click photos. That's a bad idea. Pol- yeah. Polaroid cameras are fun. They really yeah. are. Um, get, a, get a belt holster and put yeah. an old point. Get the switch. old uh, skinny. Remember the old skinny yeah. cameras with the film? Yeah, those are badass. Yeah. Um, with the watch, though, because I still wear my Apple Watch, Lee. And I, I hear what you're saying about like that issue. But at a certain point, you just like... I don't you I just have it. It's a watch. It obviously tells me the time. If I get a text, uh, okay, it's there, too. But I don't do anything else on it except use it for running, like obviously yeah. like the Nike running app. So it's like, can't you just have it on your wrist and not have to do all the other things? Or do you feel like once you have it there, you're like, well, once you get an alert, you know, then you're sort of like, all right, you can turn those off though. Yeah, I know. But then it's like, what's the point of having it? You know? Okay. You know, I don't know. Yeah. There was a point when we were working in the No Dunks office. There's six of us around a table, and you five, the five five of you guys, including Matt, all had an Apple Watch on for a long period of time. Yeah. And I thought, am I the 80-year-old man who doesn't want to put a watch on, an Apple watch on? Am I falling behind? But I just never got into it myself. I never... Well, you didn't, have an, you didn't have an iPhone, though, either for a while. Yeah, Samsung yeah. made those products, too. Well, yeah. actually, Didn't Shaq, when, didn't Shaq give you a, a watch? Exactly, he did. Yeah. When he threw me a... It was basically... A, it was like a the size of a door. He threw me a phone that was, like, <laughs> so big. I couldn't that actually I I didn't use that Samsung I sent that one back because it was like it was mammoth it was the size of Shaq's hand and like five seconds later he came back he's like oh yeah this too and he threw me a watch Uh, I sold it 
I sold it. I, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that I made a few hundred bucks off Shaq's watch that he gave me for free. Not ashamed at all. I just wasn't going to use it. Uh, but I do like running with a phone strapped to my arm. So maybe I should just use a, a watch instead. Yeah, I can't stand that. I did. I tried that for like two weeks. And I was like, nope. I, that's why I ended up getting the Apple Watch because I hated that. And I like run with like obviously like a podcast or something like that. So that's mm-hmm. the one nice thing about an Apple Watch. Um, who hasn't answered this one? That's something you were all in on once and then. You think very differently about Tass, I think. I don't think you have. Uh, I've talked enough, I think. I mean, right. I've talked GD? watches. Uh, I used to be totally out on jazz, but now I'm starting to like <laughs> jazz all of a sudden. Wow. Yeah, baby. I, well, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say I, I like it necessarily, but, you know, my go-to for relaxing music is always hitting the classical station or whatever, but now I'm hitting the jazz station, so I'm cool. hearing a little bit of horns and drums and... It's nice. It's really, it's like a coffee shop in here sometimes. So uh, it's good. Jazz. Who knew? It sounds like uh, the second or third plot line of the My Three Mats, where Matty O is suddenly getting into jazz. And LeBlanc and Perry can't believe it. You're not a jazz guy. Yeah. Could there be any more horns? <laughs> It writes itself. You you sound like you're in La La Land. I just watched that last week. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry about that. It's basically parallel existence. Me and La La Land. All right. Our final one here. We'll wrap it up. It's been a long day at the No Dugs Classic (laughs) Factory. And I I heard there's a night shift tonight with Shane. Oh, yeah. Pulling a triple. Pulling a triple, guys. (laughs) So we'll get to I want to know if Shane Hill. I want to know if Shane Hill likes friends. Can we ask him if yeah, he ask him. like, please do. And ask I'm him interested. his opinion on who's done the worst since Friends went off the air. <laughs> Who would he pick? Ask the hammer that, all right? Um, final one. What's up, my nerds? So I've been listening to this podcast lately called Let's Not Meet. The premise is that the host reads true stories about encounters with creepers and weirdos that they would never want to meet again. You know, that crazy lady who gives out free candy but turns out to be skinning stray animals in her apartment or the weird neighbor who watches you then tries to break into your apartment. Casual stuff. Anyways, I've been trying to think of a good story to write in, but I got nothing. Would any of you have a let's not meet encounter you'd like to share? Learn up, pump your thighs, opossum. That's from Evan P. Tass. Do you have a let's not meet encounter? Never heard of this podcast. Sounds crazy. No, I haven't either. Uh, Evan reminded me of a, a story, though, that it's a, it's a bit of a, a shaker. It's a bit traumatizing, actually. In Toronto, I used to walk home. I used to look into this uh, bus stand because it had this advertisement. On the advertisement, uh, there was a guy who looked like a friend of mine. So I'd always look at the ad, and I would just look at the ad, but there'd always, at the same time when I would go home at around 6 p.m., there'd always be a guy sitting there by the ad. And uh, so a real man, a real man by the ad, waiting for the bus. And we'd make eye contact, because I was sort of staring at the ad, and I I walked by him. Uh, Like, it happened pretty often. Me and him, we'd just kind of stare at each other. I just walked by him, you know. Every day, thought nothing of it. And then I was actually in my car pretty close to my home, so it was definitely that guy. He was on his bike, and we almost collided. And uh, he, he got so effing pissed. Uh, he yelled at me. He was, he was ready to throw down. Um, it's not traumatizing, really, but he was just a scary dude. Mm. Anyway, 
I've moved on. He's moved on. And uh, he's probably still sitting in that bus stand. So I never want to meet that guy. But I do want to listen to this podcast. It sounds good. Let's not meet. I'm going to look this one up. It sounds a little... I don't know. That did sound scary to me. I don't like that. Trey, do you have one? Well, I once knew a man who every time he would take his dog out would just stare at his anus. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty weird stuff. Uh, no, I don't have a great story. I, I once thought that my dad's house was getting robbed, um, which I don't know if that was the case, but uh, he was living in he was living in a rental house. It was a, a bigger house than we were used to, for sure. Uh, and there was one day that there was like a whole surveying crew outside and they're like surveying all of, uh, the land around. They're looking in the windows and all this stuff. And it was me and my stepbrother at the time were home and we're like, what is going on here? Uh, but nothing ever happened, but I don't know. You don't like people just looking in your windows, even no. if they do have official looking tools. No, Ooh. that's very creepy. I don't like anybody on my property, let alone looking at my windows. <laughs> Good thing you got all those fences. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got to put a moat in. <laughs> what about, yeah. What about the French train guy? Was he? he must have been pretty close well, to the that's windows. Businessly, that I can. Oh, trust. that's all right. Yeah, I'm very trustworthy. Yeah. I would recommend them to anybody, and I have, in fact. Um, but what do you got, Lee? Uh, I, I don't. I don't really have one either. No. I mean, um, I, I'm just trying. I was trying to think of a like. Whenever you sort of communicate with someone, but then you've been like, I don't really want to meet that person, you know, like, because sometimes online you can have people who communicate with you and stuff. And then they're like, hey, I'm in town. You want to catch up? But you sort really. of, yeah, no, but like I, I've had that sometimes on Twitter, like people say, hey, I'm in Atlanta, big fan of the show. You want to meet up? And you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Simply no. <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely fair. It's a, it's not a bad one. My quick story is, I guess it's sort of like what Trey was saying. When we got our house, uh, you know, last year, a few months after, you know, we're in our house, we're living here, and like suddenly, like someone had pulled up, and I'm at the end of like a dead end street, so it's like weird for there to be any sort of traffic like down here. And, you know, there's a car going slowly and they're sort of looking at the house. You can tell and like, well, it's strange. And then they actually get out of the car and then they come up to the door. It was in the middle of the day. It wasn't at night, but they start knocking on the door. And this is right like around when, you know, this is around March or April and stuff like that. Like pandemic is like starting to kick off here. So it's like weird as it is. Like, I don't know you and social distancing. They didn't have masks on or anything, of course. So, but anyway, I open the door and it's these two people. And you just, you know, you just get the vibe from people. You just do at times. And these two people were like, oh, hey, sorry. I just want to make sure someone was living here. And I'm like, yeah, this is our house. We bought it. What's going on? <laughs> so the story is that they told us that they had actually online been suckered into what they thought was renting our house. And I guess it is a scam here, uh, you know, across the States, I'm sure. But maybe down here in Georgia, too, where like a house has recently been purchased and then, you know, the scammer will take the photos from that house, put them online, say they're, it's rented, you know, they're renting it, an incredible price, of course, too good to be true. Just send, you know, the first month to me to this bank account and then it's, it'll be yours at a certain time. So these people did that. This is what they told us, these two people that showed up at our door. And, uh, and we were like, okay, like they told us this story and we're like, well, that sucks. We're like, wow, I mean, that, I mean, that's brutal. Um, I, that, I've never heard of that, but you know, whatever. But then it was like, well, what do you want us to do? <laughs> like, it's like, we live here. Why aren't you going to the cops with this? Or why aren't you like, I don't know what you expect us to do. Um, but then, so that was their story. But Nora was convinced like they were trying to scam us. Like it was yeah. a scam on a scam. And she was like, what? No, no, no. There's something else going on here. 
And so we sort of contacted the authorities just to let them know this was going on. You know, nothing happened of it. We never heard from them again. I actually think the people did just get suckered into giving like whatever it was to this random person online and they never got their money back. Um, but it was weird. It's just like a weird, it was just out. everything was weird about it. They were a weird couple. They said they were a couple, but they weren't too. It was very strange. How long did it take before like they left? Well, I mean, I talked to them outside for like 10 or 15 minutes to the point where I was like, well, sorry. We basically were like, I don't know what, what do you want us to do? And not that they were asking for us to do something. We were just like, that sucks. You know, let us know how it goes. If you get your money back or whatever, if you ever get in contact with the police and they need to check with us that we could like verify your story, stuff like that. And we never heard from them again. So yeah. mm-hmm. it was weird. But maybe they just got duped. And then they were coming by the house to see if actually, you know, someone lived there and stuff like that. Like, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But Nora was like, nope, they're the scammers. There's something else going on here. But it was just, the whole thing was strange. Mm. But nothing really came of it. Yeah. Got two good comments in the team stream. Ben Vallis says, scanception. And JG writes, scam it like Tenet. Which I like because I watch Tenet. Oh, I got to watch Tenet still. We were going to oh. watch it the other night. but uh, Oh, yeah. It's available oh. now, right? You can rent it. I don't I know. Think. I, think. I bought it once it. and I'm never watching it again. Oh, JD's nodding. You, you can rent it now, yeah. Did you you're watch not, it, JD? You're not no. Gonna rent it, though. It just seems like a chore. I, I yeah. got, it's one of the, it's looming over me. Like my laundry. I, don't, I just don't want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. And it never ends. Like my laundry. I've heard that as well. Mm. Spoiler alert. It's- it's very long. <laughs> I'm watching it. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'll be back on Monday to talk about Tenet. Uh, let's call it there. Unless you got an answer, JD, for this one, too. Uh, let's not meet encounter or anything. Yeah, I bet literally every, anyone I ever met at a dog park, but other yeah. than that. <laughs> Could use those business cards. We'll talk. We'll talk. All right, let's call it there. Thanks for those great questions. Uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> not a lot of NBA-ish questions in there. That's okay. <laughs> no. That's what beach stepping is for. Keep them coming, though. No dunks at theathletic.com. Get your questions and your comments in. You can leave them in the YouTube comments. You can tweet them in at no dunks, Inc. And uh, make sure you like and comment and you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Don't worry. Don't forget, I mean, about leaving those five-star reviews over on iTunes, too. That's not dead. No, 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 no. That's not going anywhere. So if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star rating and review, and you might make five-star Friday when we get into uh, early February. All right. We'll call it there. That was a fun one. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, as my man Kelly Dwyer probably once said, jazz music is real music, man. Embrace the day, people. You could stay. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.